Hello and welcome to another... Oh, shoot. Oh, my gosh. Uh, hello and welcome to another episode of the Pond Theater with Chase, Cody, hey. and Justin. How's it going, uh, I'm everybody? I'm your host, Chase Pond. Uh, for some reason this morning, my computer was freezing up. Uh, it kept telling me it was 11.05, and it clearly <laughs> is not. <laughs> and not only that, but as I just booted up... Audacity. It almost it audacity 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 nearly froze on me when I was about to start talking, and I was like, "Oh, geez, okay." So hopefully things are gonna go right. Uh, it seems like they are. Everything's plugged in. Everything. So welcome to the show. Even though it is, uh, I mean, we're seeing a lot of films get delayed, and even just recently, more uh, conventions are delayed. Uh, there was going to be Dreamhack Dallas, and that's not going to happen now this year. And, uh, you know, everybody is saying, or not everybody, but there's a selective amount of people saying, oh, you know what, since everything's back open, the economy is on its way to getting better. I I don't know. I, I Just from hearing reports, I think things are going to get worse. But, Cody, you're already out there. So, Well, actually, no, you're working from home now. But, uh, I mean, you've been out there, so you can probably... Well, I mean, my local county here, I don't know exactly what measures they're going into place because I'm in Texas as well, but our cases keep rising like almost every day. And part of that was because someone that worked at a nursing home, I guess, had it and it reached a lot of the patients there. But I mean, hopefully our local businesses are because I understand that businesses have a right to not open up if they don't want to. So hopefully they're doing some kind of smart precautions, even if they are opening up. But I'm scared things are going to get worse because of reopening things. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know the last time I've been out, I've seen people not wear masks and just casually shop uh, at Home Depot. I don't know if things have changed now. I've heard... I've heard not. I heard people are still going out and not really caring. Uh, I mean, I've seen screenshots from friends, so I don't. I don't know, but I mean, the thought of hey, you know what? Now things are open, things are getting back to normal. It's like, did we just forget that there is a virus here? The the, the economy is things are going to get better, but I, th- I think they're going to get worse first. And I mean, that's just because of all the things that have been happening. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, here we're here to put a great smile on you guys by just talking about movies. We're still, there's still movies coming out, uh, or movies out. Uh, I mean, they may not be theatrical, but, uh, which, you know, I don't know why the theaters have been open, but, uh, I mean, they're that, the Dallas theaters, they're basically saying, no, we're not opening uh, things from no things, at least not on Friday. Well, uh, I have an AMC in my town, so it's not open because they said they're not going to open okay. till well, there are new movies. And I know Cinemark's not open, but I think some local theaters around my area have opened up, and they're just playing movies that are like now on VOD. So yeah, but the whole thing is that uh, the the fact that things are gonna keep rising, and not only that, but I've heard from some of my. Uh, People who are, who still have a job, they're getting taxed more. So, I mean, businesses are not uh, doing great right now, and I I don't I don't think there'll be a quick over the summer. I just don't see it. I mean, some people are seeing it, no. but just because some people are going back to work, that doesn't mean 
you know, it's great for everybody, but hopefully, I mean, we'll see, hopefully. I think it's going to be six months to a year before things start slowly yeah. getting better. It's probably going to be summer or fall next year before we, like, see a full recovery. Well, that's what that's what reports are saying, is that concerts would reopen in the fall of 2021. And uh, But also we have reports of uh, vaccines are going to be ready by June, July, or September. And I've heard vaccines would be ready this month. So, I, again, I just don't know what to believe in. Just, you know, when it's here, it's here. But until right. then, we're just going to have a good time. And today's show, we are going to be talking about Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge. Yes. The new animated Mortal Kombat film that came out just a couple of weeks ago, I think. This Tuesday is when it got to, when it became a rental. Hopefully, I mean, I was able to see it for free through some circumstances, but yeah. And then we're gonna talk about Battle Star Wars. I cannot wait. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, my notes didn't disappear because that's another thing. I had notes ready and it froze, but well, well, that'll be a fun review. I I cannot wait. I had a good time. In fact, I I saw that movie twice. Yeah, I'm so I'm actually not surprised for Battle Stars <laughs> coming from you. That's true. Given, given your enthusiasm okay. yeah. for these kind of movies, that's not surprising. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to it. But then also, uh, The Willoughbys, which was uh, a Netflix film, animated Netflix film, uh, that released, I think, last week. Sadly, it's not been getting a lot of attention. Not a lot of people are talking about it. So it's in the top you know, ten I, most I, I think that's unfortunate. We'll, we'll talk about it and uh, tell you if you know, it's worth more. Okay, what's going on over there? Yeah, you I'm got it's LA, like I always say. The planes and the uh, helicopters <laughs> are flying over. Yeah, nothing it's... I can really do about that. So are, are so are they like arresting people or something? Uh, or I'm sure they're looking to. Yeah. Or you know, it could be a news crew. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. It could be. I I don't know, but um, it, it could be it could be the the they're shooting bad boys for or all. How would they do that? They would have to... I think maybe they're wearing face masks. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Bad Boys 3 took place in Miami, Florida, so I don't know how that would work. But uh, So, uh, no, we're not talking about Bad Boys, though. The Willbees and then uh, the Beastie Boys documentary that's on yeah. Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, now, there was going to be... I, I was debating back and forth on whether we talk about the, the little uh, short that also released, the animated short... But I, I saw it, and there, there's there's nothing going on in that movie. It's it's literally a kid going, "Oh, great nature, mom, dad, let's go outside, smell the beauty." And I'm like, "Wow, this film is so ill timed." And literally, the, the thirty, yeah, it's coming out during this pandemic. I'm like, "This is not the time to be talking yeah. about how great it is to go outside and to go." Touch the things and people, because uh, that's also in the movie. Well, yeah, well like, it came out for Earth Day, uh, and that, unfortunately, they didn't know that the yeah. coronavirus is going to be going on during Earth Day this year. No, I, it <laughs> probably wasn't their fault, but I mean... It, 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 it for was sure wasn't their fault. <laughs> Poorly timed. Poorly timed, but I thought it was yeah. nice. I watched it. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's cute, but there's not really much going on. I mean, it is it is thirty minutes of just education yeah, for kids about it's it. It's totally like, education. There's not really much to say about it. I mean, it does look good. Yeah. So I mean, for I mean those 
I, I think Apple TV Plus is starting to get more things. In fact, uh, there's there's Central Park and uh, a show with uh, Chris. Uh, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, Captain America. What's uh, Chris Evans? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. So hopefully, I mean, I I will actually be talking about some of those shows with uh, uh, my, or Michael Cross. So for like next week, we're gonna be talking about uh, the Pierce Bronson uh, saga of. Uh, Double Seven mm. films along with Fraggle Rock, uh, Rock On and uh, Star Wars Clone Wars Season 7. Nice. So that's something to look forward to for next week's show. But yeah, in last week's show, we uh, did uh, great great hits on uh, early 2020 hits. So uh, movies that were inspired or based off of, of successful video games or films of 2020. So, uh, you know, Final Fantasy 7, Doom Eternal, uh uh, Animal Crossing, they all had uh, their own movies. And then we also talked about Trollland, and that was a great <laughs> <laughs> review for me and Lauren, which Michael Cross was like, no, I'm not watching a second of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he, he was like, no, I'm not a fan of Trolls. And I'm like, okay, I, I get it, but Michael, I don't think this is the, the film you're thinking of. Uh, but oh my gosh, is that film a fever trip. So that individual like segments of, uh, you know, bad movie reviews that they're uploaded separately so you can even just check that out with Ella Bill Bingo. Anyway, let's get on the show because uh, you know, we <laughs> spent like an hour trying to fix this freaking thing. So, uh, let's starting with Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge. Now, uh, Cody and uh, Justin, do you have any familiarity with this franchise or do you know anything about Mortal Kombat or anything? Uh, I've played a couple of the video games some off the original Sega Genesis, some on my PS3, like I've played Mortal Kombat from DC. I've seen both the live-action movies, though it's been both forever oh, yeah. ago. I... Yeah, yeah, there was, there was Mortal Kombat, oh, yeah, Mortal yeah, yeah, Kombat Annihilation. Yeah, I do not recommend watching Annihilation. That is a garbage fire yeah and then there was this uh, there was a lot mini live action series on machinima and i saw a little bit of that now now i'm gonna be honest here oh wait justin do you have anything to say about mortal kombat at least the property uh same i played the game when i was a kid and uh you know like just was obsessed with that game over and over just could not stop playing and then uh yeah the movies i watched them both i forgot that there was a second one (laughs) Do you, what about the like Mortal Kombat recently? Okay. Yeah, next to nothing. No zero. Okay. Well, I don't know what's going on. I I I've had some experience of Mortal Kombat. In fact, uh, when I was a little kid, it's funny because back in the '90s and '80s, there were so many adult properties like made. They were having like kid-friendly versions of them. You know, RoboCop. Uh, what's another one? Uh, but Mortal Kombat was one of them. Yeah. There was a show. A Mortal Kombat show that was aimed for kids. Yeah, there was an animated in... series. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, in fact, that's why there are there there are kid uh, scorpion cosplays uh, cosplays in Sub Zero, and I think I wore Scorpion for Halloween one year, and my uh, little brother was Darth Vader, and uh, yeah, we were just. That, and that was when we were little. That I I barely remember anything about it except I think one of us like tripped over our cape all the time. Uh, I I don't remember much about it, but uh, yeah, I I'm not too crazy about Mortal Kombat because 
I mean, I've played only a little bit of uh, the more more recent ones and even the ones back then. But the thing that really distinguishes Mortal Kombat from all these other fighting games is just the gore. Yeah. Because there was, there was an insane amount of violence in Mortal Kombat. In fact, they were the ones who created the ESRB rating. That, that, that and, I think, Manhunt and a couple of other games from the 90s and early 2000s, they... There, there was a there was a lot of debates around video violence back then, and Mortal Kombat was a very uh, it was I mean it was definitely a staple of that. But I just for me like I don't feel like there's much to it besides the blood and gore. Like even as like from a gameplay perspective, it's it's all right. But like yeah, there's not really anything that stands out against this from Tekken or any other uh, fighting game that's either 2D or 3D. Just, hey, you want it, look how violent this game is, which, I mean, I get it. And there are people who love gore. There, there are people who say, you know what, I will not watch Deadpool unless you make it radar. And I'm, like, one of the only people who are like, hey, you know what, I don't care if Deadpool's rated P13 because I, I, don't, I don't go crazy over blood, cursing, and sex and everything. Like, if you put that in, that doesn't increase the enjoyment factor of me that that's where i also why i liked deadpool 1 i wasn't crazy about deadpool 2 because yeah i i it's just this thing about uh you know gore making it edgy and you know uh, adult rated makes it better that for me that's just not that's not really how i see it but I was still willing to give this a chance because, hey, you know what? It's a an animated film that's radar, going by what the fans want, which is gore, of course. But also, we're gonna make the characters look the, and act exactly like they are in the games in the the recent ones. So, and this is about Sub Zero, uh, who you know he was training his uh, little uh, his little pupil, his little son. Until mysteriously getting ambushed by uh, assassins who were out to you know kill his family, kill his wife, and kill his son. And in fact, they did. Yeah, yeah, scorpion. Scorpion. No, uh, scorpion. Well, okay. Well, I, you I said sub zero. Right, <laughs> scorpion. Sorry, scorpion. This is scorpion's revenge. They're they're different in, in they're color. They're different. One says go get over here, and one. Blows ice. I'm gonna make a lot of uh, Mortal Kombat fans mad in this review. Sorry, <laughs> I, I'm I'm sorry. Hey, you want, if you love Mortal Kombat? That's great. In fact, uh, if I want to say anything immediately about this movie is that if you really love Mortal Kombat, you just you love the games. You just want references to the the games you're playing. You want it to be. You just want all the gore, all the gush, and just you know the characters to fight like they do in the in the game. Then I'm like, you know what? Yeah. This this movie does it for you. It it's it's quick. It doesn't. It, I mean, it goes right into like only r- immediately into the film. It goes right into the action. Uh, it, it's and the fact that it is animated, like you can kind of forgive, kind of forgive some of the uh, logic bending it goes throughout the movie uh, with some of its characters. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's. And done in the same animation as the the all the DC an, or animated films you can rent or any of the DC TV shows. Yeah, it's. It, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, this was uh, done by Warner Brothers. Kombat is a Warner Brothers property, so it kind of made sense. You know, it, it, it's it's popular and it made sense for them to do that. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, 
for those who want that, that is great. That's kind of uh, what this movie has going for it. Because when it comes to characters and story, no, <laughs> this this film does not do it uh, at all. Uh, which I'm like, okay, yeah, Mortal Kombat, it's it's cheesy. It's always has been. I I was fine with that, but you know, it's uh, there's there's nothing special about these people to me, and it's. Like if you're not if you're not a huge fan uh, of this of these games already, then you're just kind of looking at like okay, it's a it's a show. It, it's one of those like action movies that I would watch on Netflix, kind of like what we did last week with the Extraction. It's a I don't know, but uh, what are you, what are your guys' uh, impressions of it? Good, good. I thought it was fine. Uh, I really did like the animation. I thought the animation was well done, but that's because Warner Brothers does a great job with their DC animation movies. But other than that, yeah, it's just, I feel like it's just a movie for fans, and it was mostly fan service. And I felt, Oh, it was fan service as heck. I felt like it was like a, I'm not completely familiar with like the storylines of the the current video games but the movie felt like a soft reboot of the live action movie of the 90s but i felt like they needed to either focus on scorpion's story or the combat story altogether instead of trying to mix the two because i'm like okay. the, the thing is it, originally it is about a scorpion but then they jump over to all these other characters because they want to be like hey you remember Luke Kane, Johnny Cage? The funny thing is, though, when it shows all these characters, then I kind of bring... And, and sorry, I do have to bring this question up, but Scorpion is... has Now, Scorpion's actual name is uh, Asian. Uh, not, not Well, that's his, his name isn't actually Asian. It's like, no, my name is Asian. No, uh, but his, <laughs> he does have an Asian name. But you can tell, even looking at the, the the look of the character and also the voice, that this is not an Asian person. Right. Uh, and I'm kind of like, okay, so I know it's animated. I know it's based on a property from the 90s. But do we look past that in this case? I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it couldn't have been that hard to hire some asian voice actors for these parts. no it, it probably wouldn't uh it's i mean again it, I, I i wasn't too bugged on it because it's like okay i mean it, it really if it, it, it that's that's just like saying getting upset about uh uh a, a pan with uh one of the the one of the the indian casts being uh you know natalie Portman. like well pan is really such a not not a very good movie that doesn't really matter that indians are attached to it maybe that's a good thing so i was <laughs> like uh because asians are trying to be taken seriously here because they they've gone through years of just being you know grunts and uh you know come uh, bad guys so uh yeah i mean yeah this is it, it it is a question that should be brought up but at the same time it's like i think I think there are more things to kind of be, you know, regarding cultural appropriation. I think there's probably more things to be kind of wanting to change. But I would get if someone who wasn't, you know, wasn't already a fan of Mortal Kombat kind of looked at that and go, hey, you know what, why is, okay, why is this uh non-Asian character have an Asian Yeah, I think he's, he's Japanese. Uh, yeah. um, and I think... 
But it, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Bad. And I think he was mostly in that gravelly voice, kind of like a Batman. Like the, his get over here. You know, he's yeah. mostly in that gravelly yeah. voice the entire time. I just want revenge. I gotta say, I don't know any anything about the new Mortal Kombat or what's been going on. I loved this movie. I uh, I actually was gonna thank you, Chase, for uh, bringing this to my lap because it would never have happened otherwise. Uh, I thought the animation was really, really, really impressive. Like uh, when they would break bones and stuff, they would go inside and show you the skull or or show you the um, you know the bones breaking. And I thought that was really you know unique. So uh, that's yeah, that's actually from the newer games. Like they have the this movie. mechanic where you can apparently uh, you, you know what you can shatter a. Uh, a character's bones for like some special yeah again i don't i don't play the new game so that was new and impressive to me um yeah i mean the story is lacking there's not i mean it's really just trying to get all these characters to play mortal Kombat and and fight to the finish so uh you know earth can stay survive can survive over this other uh this other world um but yeah, it was Mortal Kombat. It was. It was like it. If they yeah, had a storyline in the in the in the game when I was a kid, this is what the storyline would have been. Uh, but um, no, this was this was a lot of fun. Definitely, I don't really care for gore and broken bones in movies and stuff. I like the sound, you know, animation. It doesn't bother me. But uh, no, overall, this was this was a fun film. Okay. Yeah. The fighting was very well done and fantastic, and I also got to wall say, wall I, mostly en- I mostly enjoyed, oh, yeah. like enjoyed uh, right. Joel McHale as Johnny Cage, other than yeah. making him kind of a whiny baby for part of the He was so life. funny. Was Joel McHale. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought he was funny at first, but I did, I did kind of get annoyed with him at the very end, because he was always like... Come on, I'm a big star. Oh, this is a ba- special effect. And then th- th- there's only so long you could keep going. Uh, oh, look at these effects. Uh, man, I need to call my agent. <laughs> and after a while, I was like, okay, man, you, you, you got you to gotta wake up at some point. This is, this is getting old. Uh, I have he, a- he's kind of like those, those uh, Florida beachers who are saying, you know what, if I get Corona, I get Corona. That's... that's <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I have a recommendation for people that are Mortal Kombat fans if they've never seen this movie. This movie definitely doesn't help with uh, Asian appropriation and the roles they play mostly in this film, but it's a very fun movie and uh, Big Trouble in Little China. If you're a Mortal Kombat oh, fan, I, yeah, I, I can't stand that. <laughs> and you haven't seen that movie, you need to see it because it's pretty much the movie that influenced Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that, that's what I will say is Big Trouble in Little China is probably the closest thing to a live-action Mortal Kombat. Now, there is, an, there is a Mortal Kombat movie coming out uh, soon. I don't know when, but uh, they apparently they finished filming it. Uh, and it's supposed to be a comedy. So Big Trouble in Little China Kurt Russell? Yeah, yeah. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah. It's and they're they're yeah. doing a remake with uh, Dwayne Johnson. No, it's a sequel actually, not a oh, remake. Oh, it's a sequel. Okay. That's what they, that's yeah. what they're saying. Probably not to cause the cult fandom to freak out. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to watch yeah, that so, this weekend. Have you never no. seen it, Justin? No, no, no. Oh wow! Do you like John Carpenter movies? Yeah. You should. Dig I it and I love Kurt Russell. I just it's it's it escaped me. 
But I didn't know it was an action movie like that. It's an action comedy. I mean, it's not like Mortal Kombat as far as, like, a fighting tournament. It's like an adventure western type of thing. But, uh, fair warning, Kurt Russell is really not the hero of the movie. He's kind of like the sidekick. Okay. So when you watch it... Yeah, well, just looking at the poster, it's like... It looks like it's a chase movie. (laughs) Well... They wanted it to be uh, their version of Indiana Jones, but it's okay. not quite like that. Yeah, I, well, I've I've seen it. I'm I'm not a, I'm not a fan of it, uh, and I I guess I've I I do want. I mean, I I do like Kurt Russell, and uh, it's it's just that you know just seeing like all these things that have come up, like crazy rich Asians, and you know the the Ching. Uh, I think it's the the upcoming Marvel film that's like uh, an all Asian Mulan, yeah. I well, Mulan. There is that, but there's the other thing that's coming out. But I, I just like uh, you know with all these the farewell, all these Asian star. Yeah, the farewell. Oh, that was so uh, good. Like all these Asian star uh, films that are very much respective its culture. It's hard to look back at those films where you just had like the white man like vouching out for all the because that he was pretty much that was pretty much kind of the same thing just like temple of doom uh yeah and temple of doom as much as people like it that movie is that movie is not uh kind to a certain demographic uh no. so um and it's fine i i enjoyed that movie too but i mean i'm i can enjoy a movie and then look at things that don't uh you know right uh, so uh, yeah, and in this back to Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge. I mean, you kind of see everything that's going to happen, and then they tease a sequel. Which, all right, that's that's fine. I'm I'm not really gonna be crazy hyped for it. Uh, and uh, hey, you went again. You really love Mortal Kombat. You just want to see all the things you recently played just happen <laughs> in the in the in the movie. It moves fast, and it, it definitely it is action heavy heavy i was not bored in fact there were some action scenes i was enjoying uh it's it did get repetitive after a while with the gore but uh especially that when you know as a non-moral combat fan you do kind of have to ask like characters getting their bones broken and then you know coming back up and walking just fine uh because there were several instances where some of these characters would just be straight up dead and they they do not but the fact that it's animated makes it you know makes you look past that but then that only brings a question to bring this into live action uh when they do that next mortal Kombat movie but yeah i i think it's just a regular decent film you can watch it i i don't really consider myself wanting to see it again but uh hey you know what it's it worked for justin so that's <laughs> fine uh what about you uh Cody, what did you, would you give it? I'll give it a decent. I mean, it was fine for watching it. I wasn't like, oh my god, this is terrible. But like, I'm like you, Chase. I'm not. Gonna, no, like, I I go found the dialogue this. terrible, but I wasn't in the that man. Why is the dialogue terrible? I'm like, okay, no, this is just like the game. So I was like, I'm not expecting much. I think if you're a fan, though, you're gonna really like it. Yeah, no, there there are people I know they they gush over Mortal Kombat. They will. Love this movie. 
Yeah, the Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it just gave me a hint of nostalgia. Like, it just... Uh, I, the, you know, the get over here, all that stuff was, was like, yeah, this is, this is good. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, okay. thanks, thanks for here. the wreck. It was good. The wreck. The wreck, okay. Uh, so, anyway, before that, uh, yeah, my brother's in the back. She, he was asking a question. What was it? I said, have, did you play the most recent Mortal Kombat? Uh, I played a little bit of the most recent Mortal Kombat. I just didn't get into it. There are people who love the Mortal Kombat games. It's just not for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. It, it, it's, I mean, there. It, it's pretty much like, you know, take Street Fighter instead of making it super cartoony, make it very gory. Yeah. It's really nothing like Street Fighter. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. I understand where you're coming from. From, like, a casual point of view, if you just saw, like, two people fighting, you'd think it's the same, but... From a more technical standpoint, if you look. Well, at I'm sure there are differences. I, I wouldn't say it's a, it's not exactly like Street Fighter, but I'm saying is like the big thing that separates it from a lot of the fighting games is is the, the gore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's my brother. Uh, hey, on here. Uh, I mean, you, I don't think they can hear you, but uh, <laughs> they, they might. <laughs> you might hear a little voice in the back, but he has a cameo appearance here. Anyway. So that's that's all our opinions. I, I, me and Cody, we weren't crazy bad, but Justin was. So take it for what you will. Now uh, we get on to Battle Star Wars. This movie is a continuation of our saga of covering the Great Asylum. Ugh. And originally, we introduced I introduced uh, all three of you when uh, Lisa was here. And that's probably the reason why she left. I'm, I'm kidding. She's, <laughs> she's, but no, she, no, we're actually talking about the next time she'll come back. So it isn't, isn't that. Yeah, we've talked about Homeward, the uh, animated knockoff of uh, uh, Onward. And, and don't even think for a second you should feel sorry for that. Because they openly admit this is their business. They look at a popular movie and they just make a bootleg version of it. You can go all day with the amount. Like I looked up today, they got a they got a uh, Jumanji, uh, <laughs> a Jumanji the next level. The, or instead, it's like Jumanji the final stage, or something. Uh, they, <laughs> they got uh, they got one for Tomb Raider. So yeah, it's. Instead, they called it uh, Tomb Raiding or something. Like, they, they'll find a name that's close <laughs> to the real... Uh, they even have one called Avengers Reassemble... Or not, not Reassemble. It's, it's like they escape by on just trying to make sure they don't get copyrighted. So, with Battle Star Wars, you can kind of guess where they're going after this time. Which is also a 2020 movie. It came out after The Rise of Skywalker, which is said to what this is uh ripping off um and uh when we go over these movies we also keep in mind who are the big stars that are just strangely attached to this so uh with homeward we got we had uh tom green and dc douglas uh with uh trollland there was uh ja rule and uh and uh, dick van dyke so in this movie you got people like ami stolt who is Ami Stolt? Uh, I can't pronounce that name right. Ami <laughs> it's Amy. It's Amy. <laughs> Amy Stolt. Yeah, it's Stellini. A- Amy Stolt. So you're like, okay, who's Amy Stolt? What'd she do? Well, 
She was uh, one of the strippers in uh, Veronica. <laughs> well, there you go. She, yeah, she she played as one of the masked uh, French strippers in one of the, in the first of the three shorts of that movie. So uh, you got to start from that. And also, apparently, when you search up the actress's name, one of the first thing it asks is for her feet. Uh, so I just don't know where that's coming from, but. Okay. Hey, you want maybe Quentin Tarantino's gotten a casting for her, his, his next movie? Film or yeah, it's called. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a star, I guess you want to say. But another great cast, and this one I thought was amazing. Uh, but uh, the guy who plays uh, Lord Malister, Justin Burney. So you're like, okay, who's Justin Burney? He uh, he did a BDSM. Uh, <laughs> film on hbo i think no it was showtime uh but also he was the voice of the commentator in mario kart so Mm. (laughs) so we we have have such a variety of of cast oh he was in elite beat beat agents too so that this is uh, this is some great background here uh Although, I mean, pretty much the rest of the cast, uh, you look up their IMDb, all they've done are uh, other other uh, uh, asylum films. Uh, there's, there's one who's worked on an indie film, and I bet he's not going to get uh, indie film work after this. Uh, not because of Corona. Uh, well, probably, but just for being in here. Uh, and then you got an actor, or an actor who did a couple episodes of The X-Files in 2002. So, huh. probably... Yeah, not anyone big, big, but people I've definitely seen before. Uh, so, what is this film about, though? I mean, you know, you're ripping off Star Wars. What is the plot about? Well, the leader of an evil galactic, uh, the galactic empire called the Coalition, you know, replaced the empire with the Coalition, replaced the rebels with the Havens and the Haveners. And no, that's a, that's an actual term in the movie. We'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> the uh, you know the force is the mana. Uh, it's, uh, uh, Jedi, they're paladins, and uh, replace uh, C three PO with the sexy C three PO. Replace uh, replace uh, uh, Poe um, Damien or whatever that guy's name is. The, the oh, guy who Oscar. Isaac uh, plays uh, replace that with uh, Cole Cole Burn Cole Burnin Star, <laughs> and uh, he, I mean he's basically Poe Solo. Uh, he, yeah. I mean he's he's the guy to look like the uh, uh, Oscar Isaac's character, so you can get some people confused. Uh, and then. Uh, who does uh, Amy play? Oh, she plays uh, a- uh, Ajax. So, okay, what what the heck is going on here? So, the uh, dang it, I, I, these names—they're so freaking dumb. Uh, so I might even forget them, even though I have the notes up with me. But Corbin, uh, he's like, you know what? I need to find a place. I want out of this war—a safe place for Haveners. We call it New Haven, and it's it's a in it, a JPEG image of planet Earth uh, just appears out of After Effects, and that's supposed to be Earth. Uh, but I mean, it starts out with the Paladin uh, going like, "Hey, what you doing, eh?" Uh, or he's got a um, 
you know, he's got a uh, uh, Irish Canadian accent, and uh, you can tell right at the beginning. You're at wondering, okay, how do they put these films in live action? Um, <laughs> in live action, they still find ways to be cheap, just as they are. Everybody is wearing very uh, basic clothing. Uh, the paladin, he's he's wearing a like like a, a bulletproof vest of some sort uh just painted no cardboard vest uh painted black and he's and then for a sword he's got the energy sword from halo and he painted that black it is the energy sword from halo it's not a a, a sword that looks just like it like some of the paint is actually not completely there yet so you can still see the purple so if you, any of you guys know about the the video game series halo there's i mean there's this iconic sword that's like Two bladed or whatever, uh, and that's that's the Paladin's. He, uh, I always felt that he had a sh- the actor was like struggling on how to use it, <laughs> like he just didn't know how to uh, use that double wait, side. You, you saw this film with me? Well, yeah, man. You gave us all the titles, and I, I want. Don't you want somebody to talk to? Oh, yes. I mean, I, I didn't expect you to because well, yeah. was like, screw you, I'm not watching Trollhound. <laughs> so this is, so maybe that's why I like Scorpion's Revenge so much is because this movie was ridiculous. <laughs> so I watched no, it, it after. So. from the start. <laughs> yeah, oh, but anyways, I just felt uh, like that actor, I just wanted to chime in. Keep going. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, he was... It, it, I mean, it, it was it was that sort of turnaround thing, man. Uh, get away from the uh, get away from the uh, dang it, my cough. Get away from the uh, controls. The, the, by order of the coalition, you are hereby to surrender. And he's like, but you don't get it. We have a place for haveners, so they can they don't have to be a part of the coalition. Because uh, the coalition this, the coalition that. And you'll notice throughout the movie, they say coalition, uh, haven. They use all their terms like several times. Like you could drink to how many times they say coalition, uh, haveners. Uh, and there's some other terms later, mana. It, it, it's <laughs> the, the dialogue, it just feels like it's auto-generated by a computer. Because some of this doesn't even feel like proper English. Uh, eventually, eventually uh, we get to because in the beginning of the film he's calling out uh, Ajax, uh, the uh, the one uh, that Amy is uh, playing. They so Ajax is this pirate, I guess uh, you could say bounty hunter. But he had a she had a you know they they were two their friends before and but uh, then they had this little argument of. Uh, him calling her a pirate because she did not like that and she didn't like it so much that we we got some dramatic acting out of this lady about being called a pirate and she, it went so dramatic that she actually started speaking caveman uh she's because uh, the 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 guy uh corbin he was trying to hit on get on uh amy because she was she was pouring he was pouring a drink and he uh or i i was i think it was I was either Ajax pouring uh, Corbin a drink or the other way around. They were drinking alcohol. They're like, cheers. So how are we going to get away from the uh, coalition? Uh, I mean, we should figure this out because after all, you are a pirate. Don't call me that. I'm not a pirate. Paladins hate pirates. Paladins kill pirates. Me no like this. 
<laughs> like, like settle your butt down, woman. You are not even speaking English. <laughs> really good dialogue in this. Oh film. yeah, the dialogue in this film. Because then she gets mad that uh, she has to. Because eventually she some for for a while she sides with the coalition uh, guys. Because uh, she's basically doing the uh, uh, Lando Calrissian uh, character arc, where you know she's she was friends with this person, and then she betrays him. And then by the end, oh, I changed sides. We're now good. Uh, but uh, she she's like, okay, we gotta I gotta turn you in so they won't kill me and I can get through. Uh, and he ha- so you're wondering, okay, is there a Chewbacca? There is, but instead of a hairy, uh, hairy beast, it's a hairy man uh, called a Novak. And the the, the Novak, he he, he he does speak. In fact, uh, every like part of dialogue, he starts off by saying, 200 years, the Novaks reign supreme. So what do you think you're doing here? And he says that a lot to the point where they actually make a joke out of it. They're like, yeah, yeah, 200 years, Novak. And he then, uh, Cor- Cor- Corbin, I, these darn names. Corbin is saying, uh, yeah, don't sick your, don't Novak your Novak on me, Abe Jacks. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I, I love how Justin's dog just reacted to that. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah, Novak is like the heavy. He's like, uh, like the dumb, you know, brawn guy. No, well, he he's he's trying to. He's basically Chewbacca because he's even wearing the same vest as Chewbacca. Like he says that like those those uh, uh, he has that same vest as Chewbacca. And there's even a part in later in the movie where he growls too. He's like, (laughs) so. You're on it. Okay, so they gotta get away from the the coalition and whatever. Most of this film is just bad dialogue. It's bad after bad dialogue. Like action happens, but when it happens, it is goofy as heck. Uh, but throughout, uh, you can't call that action. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. You, it's you can't really call it's it that. comedy. Uh, there's there's a lot of slapstick humor. Like yeah, even with uh. uh because I mean, through the phase where Ajax wasn't great uh, being a good, uh, you know, hero, she was trying to uh, trade in Corbin so she can pass through without getting blown up. Uh, Lord Malister's daughter, she uh, finds a way to escape with the help of, you know, the the helper as, the, as she's called, uh, who, who again is just the attractive C three PO, uh, who also looks like a friend of mine. I was, <laughs> I, I looked up the film for a second. I was like. Wait, I know that person. And then I thought of it for a second. I'm like, no, she would not be in this. <laughs> that can't be her. And of course, that is it because that doesn't even sound like her. But um, the helper, the helper in uh, Ajax looked really similar. You no, know, but they're just yeah. like blondes with short hair, bleach blonde, skinny girls. Uh, yeah, same with uh, the one who's being uh, Princess Leia in the story. Uh, I, uh, I think her name was uh, no her name shoot what was her name I mean it doesn't even matter because Astra. Astra yeah it's Astra. I'm, I'm like what is her name then I thought for a second I'm like you're not gonna be seeing these actors <laughs> outside of this movie uh, but yeah Astra and Helper they they escape because uh, to find to tell uh, 
Corbin like, no, you shouldn't be running away. We got to fight the uh, coalition and stop them from destroying or destroying the world and everything. Uh, and so their way of escaping, uh, and I'm going to show them visuals because uh, it was it was funny how they like snuck away from Ajax, but uh, help her through put a scheme where they disguise. She had her you know her technical abilities for them to disguise as uh, or, or no her actually it was her audio like she she programmed her voice to sound like uh, Lord Malster for a bit to you know fake saying okay. All right, so I, I guess I can go through. Uh, I, uh, she's already turned in, or whatever. Um, or we already captured him, and and everything. I I can go through now. Uh, so while he's she's slowly figuring out that they tricked him, uh, they actually they they escape by walking like this. <laughs> they were they were tiptoeing like cartoons in a in a in a Looney Tunes <laughs> movie. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, eventually, you know, we get to the battle, because you're wondering, okay, you're, you're talking about all these, these dumb languages and this bad dialogue, but, or, or when is, when does this rip off Star Wars completely? Like, actually, the plot of Rise of Skywalker, that is all in the last act of the movie, when they throw, you know, the part where, uh, Palpatine, she, he shoots, like, big you know, laser uh, ships out of his butt. Like he, he was able to find get, find all these like uh, Imperial star destroyers with uh, death lasers. Because th- this movie is an hour and twenty minutes, so it, it does go by uh, quickly. Uh, it, and, and they're stupid every minute of it. Like people uh, d- d- just. Uh, when, when 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 people before people fight, they have some absurd ridiculous dialogue uh and a lot of that is you know one stereotype after another uh the novak going 200 years the novaks reign supreme do you want to bring it or something the novaks will never die they always win actually i love where uh i I should have mentioned this part but when i jump back actually but uh when i Corbin was getting captured. The, the the last thing he said was, "If they if you kill me, you'll never find me." And I was like, "What does that mean? Can you since Justin, you you've seen this movie? He, can, he's right though. He's yeah. right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I you wouldn't be able to find him if he was dead. Well, but I mean. But but they they would find them. Be- it's just ridiculous. But but they would find them because they they were the ones who killed them, killed them though. So that, that's where this doesn't make sense. It's like but you're the one who killed him, so you would find him. You would see his dead body. So that's how I was like yeah. So um, you're wondering okay how did they how did they rip off Star Wars? So uh, Lord Malster he's got his big ships uh, and the ships. Just like the just like the Rise of Skywalker, they have these big laser cannons. Except the big laser cannons, they don't kill a planet. Uh, they actually kill someone who's inside of a planet. <laughs> it, is the, it is a big laser that's strong enough to take out one person in a planet. And I was like, that's that's kind of pathetic. I thought this was like a big destructive laser that's going to destroy everything. Because you're like, okay, is, is so the planet gone? Uh, no, the, that planet is actually still there. So, <laughs> and 
But, I mean, hey, we got to take them out because we got to have our big battle. At the last 10 minutes is when they actually show off aliens. Because you're wondering, okay, where are aliens in this? Because isn't this, isn't this like Star Wars? Yeah, actually, some of the pilots don't happen to be aliens. They don't really explain that. So they're, like, they, they're, you see them, uh, they, they appear as, like, part of the pilots, and that's, that's it. And, of course, you have the big battle, like, for some reason, Lord Malastor can use the mana, uh, even though they don't really tell you that he is a paladin. But he just force chokes, uh, 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 uh Corbin, like, when he confronts him. And I was like, okay, so is he a paladin too, or is he not a paladin? Because the, the film kind of jumbles whether or not which is a paladin and which is not a paladin. Because you, you got the, the main paladin, and then you got uh, who's got the energy sword, uh, who can do like a force field build, boost. And then you got this bounty hunter paladin, or this, this uh, uh, Mad Max paladin, uh, who's got that gruffy voice. Uh, and then, then there's Lord Malister, who can apparently, you know, do force choke and, and all that stuff. And I'm like... Okay, and and they do also rip off the hologram, uh, the holograms, because uh, uh, there are a couple of scenes where you do get a, uh, some holograms, and that's all fine. Uh, they actually do shoot at a real location. Uh, they they shoot uh, when they're not shooting those cheap sets. They actually shoot on like a little plains field. Uh, and I guess that's where the new the new haven's supposed to be, because they yeah, that that's where they go to for their destination. But um. The last one, the last hologram is the one that got me because that was with uh, uh, Alistair's mom. And Alistair's mom starts talking like a porn actress. She's like, oh, you, you are the heroes. I think you're going to save us. Help us. Uh, you're our only hope. And I'm like, okay, am I supposed to jack off to this? Because I, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> Hey, uh, for all you listeners out there, that's some good ASMR, yeah. huh? So, you want to save the planets? Oh, I got you, baby. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, I could describe it, but that, that, it doesn't, like me talking about it does not prepare you for, you know, seeing the it in visuals, because there, there are so many cheap effects. Uh, it, there's, there's, there's so, I mean, they, they pretty much made this out of $5, uh, and in a weekend, uh, cause there, there's some rushed editing going on, uh, how they cut back to the different things. Uh, and there's even like in the poster, you see there's an army of what appears to be stormtroopers. They are not in this movie. Uh, so you're wondering where the, the coalition empire comes from. You just have to use your imagination. <laughs> uh, and they also tease with the sequel saying well they'll be back but we'll be ready for them man i i had fun watching this so i don't know about you justin <laughs> no i didn't have much fun um i do i like their set uh, you know that was pretty cool The it looked like they were uh you know on a ship or um well that that was you probably know, in the halls of a ship that, that was probably the one thing that i, I didn't legitimately uh enjoy and, and the fact that the actors they are having fun they're being over the top as heck and you know as silly as heck but they 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 are uh you know giving it their all for what, what it's worth uh you know lord malster he's he's got that sinister villain talk this is Lord Malister of the Coalition Army. Ooh, I'm going to destroy everything. 
you must surrender yeah stuff like that but seeing the sets being all practical and everything i it's like you know what i'm i i i kind of miss having sets that aren't completely built from special effects uh so that was something interesting that they did uh doesn't <laughs> doesn't mean the effects overall look great they do not but uh that was that i, I did admire that um but you know, I I give it a I give it a high decent because I did have fun watching this. Uh, it, it's it's stupid as heck. Uh, just as all these asylum films, uh, and you, you you can if you appreciate the the artistry of their bad filmmaking, uh, you will you'll have a great time. Uh, I I had a dumb smile on my face watching this movie. Uh, I was horrified of Trollan. I had nightmares of Trollan, uh, and but not not this. This was this was this was the stuff. I imagine like this is heroin, and this might be heroin. But uh, <laughs> what would you give, <laughs> Justin? Well, if you needed a second dose, maybe. <laughs> um, but uh, it was yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely not the worst movie that you have uh, made, you know had uh, on here. But um, no. It wasn't great. Uh, uh, yeah, the just the sets were cool. I yeah, but everything else it was just like, good God. Uh, yeah, acting was bad. The story was bad. Um, but you know, uh, yeah, give them give them a, an A for effort. A for effort. There you go. So so, uh, Cody, is this is this the film that? Now you know what I I gave up on trying to compete with uh, uh, Dragonheart Vengeance. So I'm I'm just having fun talking about these movies. Yeah yeah. Okay, well, maybe with the, the cat's butthole cut uh, next time. God. <laughs> it doesn't end. There's even an Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, pirate buddy uh, uh, action film that I'll talk about. <laughs> that, oh, that, that might could do it. Okay. So anyway, let's, let's go on to our next film uh, just so we can uh, make that time for Cody. Uh, and that will be The Willoughby's. Which uh, I was looking forward to this film, and I'm kind of sad that as it came out, no nobody I knew talked about it. They they went on to extraction, and then they just moved on. It's like, you know, the Willbies they got no love, it's and in the it's kind of okay. <laughs> fortunate considering the plot of the film, which is about these kids who are not getting love from their parents. Uh, their parents are actually treating them like crap, uh, so they're like, you know what, we got to get rid of our parents. What what's a way we can dispose of them well there is a non um there there is a non uh immediate killing way and that is we take them on this vacation where they just go away for hopefully for good uh and they 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 thought that you know we're gonna have the whole house to ourselves we're not gonna have anybody to bother us ever again and that changed because they uh, hired a nanny that at first they didn't like, but then, you know, this nanny's pretty cool. So now they have to figure out what is the true definition of family. And, uh, you know, can, can things work out between them and their old parents or, or uh, what have you? Uh, so, um, did uh, Cody, did you see this? I did watch The Willoughby's, yes. I did watch this one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! You, you just you just popped up with that smile. Like I did watch the Willoughby's. Yes, I'm like, oh. holy crap! Are you gonna be, you're gonna kill me or something? <laughs> no, I just put no, my video I... on. Um, though you were saying nobody's talking about it, it is one of the top ten most watched movies on Netflix right now. So people are watching it. 
Well, pe- people are, but it's not it's not like on on extraction level or anything. Oh no, I'm not seeing it trending on like film Twitter or anything. Yeah, but I mean, I I I freaking adored this film from beginning to end. Like it's it kind of it's it's really interesting to know that this is not even directed or written by uh, Chris Miller or. Uh, Lord, or Phil Lord and Chris Miller, because this felt like uh, their vision. It's very, very artsy in its animation, very creative, uh, consistently funny. Like, I'd laugh my butt off throughout the whole of this film. And then I just, I had a very touching heart at the end of it. It's, it's, I mean, yeah, is this, is this plot ever done before? Of course, but they, they are, they are consistently you know coming up with really great uh, comedy uh, and hardly a moment where they're trying to do any typical like kid movie gag there's a couple of parts where they're screaming but outside of that they don't they well okay so there's there's one scene where they do talk about like cat videos very briefly but that's because they the whole family they've never been exposed to the internet uh, ever in their lives like they, they this these kids had the worst childhood growing up and I'm not talking about just having no internet, but I mean like they there's there's this basement. Uh, I I think there 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 was like this dungeon basement. It's coal pile. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's kind of sad that their old family is just treating them like crud. But it, it's it's kind of like a, a Lemmy Snicket or some some of those children's books that have been kind of edgy, but they're not completely. Uh, and uh, yeah, this this I was just having a great time watching this, uh, and I I just had a great smile on me. But what what were your? I mean, Justin, I've seen your impressions. What about Cody? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's... you're like, oh crud, me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just had a fast reaction, like, oh what? Okay. I mean, it's cute, and I I did enjoy the animation. I think overall it has a very nice and uh, touching story and theme, like family. You can find family anywhere. Um, I didn't quite like it as much as you, Chase. I felt like it was um, more geared towards children, and there's nothing wrong with that. But like, I, it's not like, oh my god, I can't watch this. This is unbearable. No, it's a fine watch, and it's cute and charming, but. I wouldn't put it up there with some of Mil- uh, Lord and Miller's stuff because they have a little bit more edge and quality to it. But I did really enjoy uh, Martin Short and Jane Krasinski as the terrible parents. They were hilarious. Oh yeah, they were. Like they kept on killing their. Uh, they kept on like killing their uh, their host guy. Uh, <laughs> they, yeah. they put him in. They put him in so many dangerous situations. I was like, "Wow, these these parents are the worst. They suck." Yeah, and there's also Terry Crews. He plays the the Candyman. Uh, oh was, yeah, was, that was a strange. Yeah. But, yeah. Commander Melina. Yeah, the C- Commander Melina. But uh, yeah, I, and and Will Forte and Maya Rudolph are also. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I, you know, the kids they are played by adults. They, they still. They were able to kind of do some or to play to their voices to still make them. Uh, I mean, they they don't they don't do something like Trollland where you're like, okay, this is this guy's way too old, sounding way too old to be thirteen or or twelve. No, it's not like that. Uh, they they bring a lot of energy to the film, and yeah, I I, I don't know because uh, I mean whether or not I put this compete this with uh, something like Into the Spider Verse. 
I do think this is significantly better than, say, Clive the Chance of Meatballs 2 or the Lego Movie 2 or any of those. Uh, it's it, it's kind of... Uh, that's the same director. The same director did Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs 2 as the Willoughby. Really? Really? I that's did Lord Miller did direct. Yeah. Well, Cloudy. this is a huge step yeah. up then from that. I, even though I, I thought that movie was all right, but uh, it, it's, I mean, it's it's... Yeah, it it is colorful and cute, but I just I felt like so inspired by just kind of the the, the humor they would take through this uh, and uh, just the the art. I mean, the, the movie is just so amazing to look at, and uh, I uh, and yeah, I was I was laughing throughout the film. I there was there wasn't a lot of jokes that I that went over in my head. I mean, yeah, it's it it would be a long debate to, for me to even uh, put this between say the lego movie and in the spider-verse what i'm saying is like this is to me this is kind of up there with some of their you know some of their talented work uh and, and you know what maybe i don't connect it as their ne- the next film they're involved with so uh i i don't know how that even compare up but I'm not, I'm not trying to like compare to see okay this movie's better than the other i'm just saying like how impressed i was with this movie from beginning to end uh and i i just yeah, I, I, did, I wanted to see it again too. In fact, uh, I'm even considering uh, or when the next time Kennedy comes over, I'm gonna. The only thing is, Kennedy, she only wants to watch things that she knows of, like the Disney films. But I'm gonna see if I can try to get her into seeing this because th- this would be a great time. But um, Justin, uh, yeah, I was actually really excited to see this one too. Um, you know, just because it's a new cartoon and or an animated movie, and it's available to. Sh- to watch um and I, I guess i just had really high expectations um i did enjoy the animation and i really liked the message about you know family can be whoever you feel like it can be uh whoever you you know that you love and can live with and, and be around and uh um but yeah overall it just it we have seen it before i felt like the same thing happened in adam's family the movie that uh, the animated movie that came out last year this is way better than that one (laughs) no no well if to me it was like the same sort of thing i had high expectation going in thought it was gonna be great and it just didn't hit the mark oh wow um but yeah animation was good fun overall but uh, not 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 too not too great i can see why people aren't talking about it uh, okay, okay, all right, whatever. <laughs> Dang, wow, this, this really, this really turned dark fast. Okay, all right, oh, well, okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I now with me is that there's this. Uh, you can, you know, a plot that, that there, there's so many films with plots that have, have had, uh, you know, they've may have been done before. We've seen them coming and all that. But I'm saying, yeah, if you can do it right. And you got some something great going on, then I'm like, all right. And I, I guess I felt that with this movie. But I guess I'm alone on that. So, oh well. Uh, I mean, I, I, <laughs> yeah. Well, and to be fair, to be fair, nobody was talking about Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs too when that came no, out. Either. I, so, I, I think you know, at, least, at least they're going on their same path. No, no I, I, I don't know. All right, okay. I, I would give I mean, it. I, a I think decent... this is way better than Scorpion's Revenge, but whatever. <laughs> I'm kidding. Now I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm about to start. To... <laughs> okay, wait, all right. Fight. Of, the animation kind of was definitely the two of you. <laughs> uh, But all right. 
What were you saying, Cody? I was saying I'm kind of in between on my verdict of between how you two felt. Like I didn't like it as much as Chase, but I, my myself would say it's decent. But like as far as like showing this to kids, I think it's a pretty quality kids film. But I don't think it reaches that level like into the Spider Verse or uh, the Lego Movie does. Where well, okay, oh, yeah, where no, it I, no, I, I wouldn't say into the Spider Verse. I, I was. Maybe I was more thinking of Clive the Chance of Meatballs one and uh, like Academy a, Award yeah. winning movie. Yeah, that's closer <laughs> in range. I guess I enjoyed the humor more in that one, but this is fine. I liked it more than Scorpion's Revenge Two Chase. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I mean, that, we all have our different opinions on that. That, that is perfectly fine. But uh, yeah, so. I, I guess I'm the one who likes good movies. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, we're all we all enjoy different people's opinions. We all have fun. Uh, well, it's surprising that you like this one so much, but you saw Battle Star Wars twice, I, and not this one. No, twice. actually, I, I was I was about to see this twice. In fact, I I'm going to see this again with uh, Candy. Like that. That's the thing is, Candy when she wants to come over, she always wants to see you know the same Toy Story short over and over again. I'm like. Why don't we watch something different? And yeah, I'm going. I'm going to put this on for. Her, she so. should enjoy it. I think. I think. Yeah, that would be yeah. perfect. Yeah. So uh, now that leads us to the BC Boys documentary, which that was something uh, Cody really wanted to see, and I. Intergalactic planetary. Nothing. I was just singing the song. Oh yeah, just singing the song. I Beastie Boys is yeah. kind of an interesting uh, situation. I uh, I. Uh, I like the Beastie Boys as the band, but when it's when they're basically when when their music is integrated into movies, for some reason it just doesn't mesh. Uh, and specifically, I'm talking about when was Sabotage was it Sabotage the Star Trek used, movies? Yeah, the Sabotage <laughs> is used a lot to try to hype up a movie, and it, instead it kind of makes the movie look dumb. And Sabotage is a great song, though. It's, it's you know, them screaming and going crazy. Because uh, the, the, it, it was used for Star Trek Beyond originally. It was, not just for the trailers, but it was an, incent, it was an essential plot to <laughs> them saving the day. Like, they used the, the Sabotage... They used Sabotage... Like they jammed out the sabotage to destroy all the all the robots that were trying to invade, the, uh, you know, their their home, and that that I was not a fan of. Uh, and I when I looked at the trailers, I looked like, yeah, this is not going to be good. And you know what? The the movie was better than I thought it would be. But yeah, the, the, using sabotage to advertise your movie or to you know make your movie cool, I I. Not a not a fan of that. Uh, in fact, it's being used again for Minions too. So it's uh, people really love Sabotage so much, uh, and people really love the Beastie Boys, which I I totally get. In fact, uh, you know when they go through, so this documentary is being presented on stage by the two remaining Beastie Boys. So there, this is like a pre-recorded live session that happened probably last year. And they're kind of going through. No, it looks like they took this on a tour and um, and played it a few times in front of a crowd. And uh, they would take they would edit in the chunks that they 
you know, wanted right. to, to Spike Jones, string together Spike to Jones make this uh, documentary. And edited, like, I guess the best material, material from all their shows to make the movie. Yeah. Yeah, like when you see Chris Rock do stand-up, it's like from two nights, and you can tell because he's wearing two different jackets. But here, they wore the same clothes, so you couldn't really tell. Yeah, so, uh, and, and this is definitely, but this is definitely 2019, because uh, there's, there's no way in heck they would have been able to do this, like, last week. Uh, definitely not now, with bring all the crowd they got. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this this was probably recorded somewhere, uh, but... Uh, they they're, they basically go through their whole life story uh, one chapter at a time. And they, they do it while they have, like, live performance. You know, they're making the audience laugh by doing, like, reenactments. And, uh, and it's really interesting kind of seeing, you know, some history of a musician. In fact, I think that probably the best way to do a biopic of musicians for me is just doing a documentary instead of trying to do a biopic because uh, really it's just a, a a a fandom of songs that they worked on instead of showing us you know what the story is of of these musicians is really like now say for rocket man is an exception but i'm i'm mostly talking about like you know bohemian rhapsody and uh yesterday and all that blinded by the light uh, Blinded by the Light was a little different because they were talking about, you know, racism with uh, Indians uh, over in the UK. And so, it's inspired uh, by the music of Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it was Bruce it was definitely, you know, jerking off to this. Uh, and there was, <laughs> that's the wrong terminology, but they, it was, it was like obsession, assessing over the, you know, uh, the playlists of this uh, musician. I, I don't even remember the guy's name. But uh, I was a Rootsy. Okay. Uh, no. Are you talking about Blinded yeah. by the Light? Bruce, oh, Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen. Yeah. yeah. I, why did it say Rootsy? Uh, so, uh, <laughs> but just having the guys be out there and just talk about their story is probably to me that's that's kind of the best way to go about it uh, for the most part, uh, and because uh, you get to see their like them kind of reflecting on things they did over the past all the all the things, all the great achievements they made and all the mistakes they made, and you kind of get to see them kind of look back at it and go like, yeah, we could have done it that way, or man, did we really screw her up there? Like, you probably wouldn't realize that maybe you would, maybe you wouldn't, but uh, there was some sexist things going on in the Beasties back in the old days when they were beginning. Uh, some interesting things I did not even see. Like the, apparently they were gonna have women in the band, and they they're like, no. Uh, they even had a song that got scrapped, which is about you know, uh, honey, make me dinner or something. Yeah, and it's we're, we live in a we live in an age where if someone does something bad in any time, they need to be crucified you know for or even if, if something is perceived bad in fact in fact i kind of think the reason why not enough people have been seeing the willoughby's is because you know people are still mad at ricky gervais for the uh golden globes uh for, oh yeah. my god he, he plays the cat he's barely in no it. people are still gonna you know people are you, you know if you're still going crazy about that you need to you need to calm down i mean there's more serious things than Ricky Gervais roasting you, uh, which comedians do. Uh, so, but back to these guys. Yeah, 
they've done things that were sexist back then. Uh, and I, I think it's great that they look at that and go like, you know what, we're going to be better and not do that. Uh, but like, what did, what do you guys at least feel about the early part of their life? Yeah, Cody, you look at, I want to yeah, hear Yeah, Cody, you you're the one who about. really wanted to see this the most. So you, you're <coughs> the voice of whether or not this is a great documentary. Oh, it's absolutely a great documentary. So Justin gushed about Scorpion. You gushed about the Willoughby's. I'm about to gush about the Beastie Boys story. And um, I you're thought probably it was... jamming it like you probably have the sabotage ready at uh, while this is over, like playing it while you're absolutely. Sabotage. And uh, Cody, get back to work. Side note on your Star Trek rant. Unpopular opinion. I like Star Trek Beyond more than Into Darkness. But anyways, no, I I I do too. Like I like Star Trek Beyond. It was just except for that part. Like I oh yeah yeah the the them. Like that, that was that, that no, but uh, um, but I thought this was a really interesting way to do a documentary instead of just like doing a behind the music style or just a clips of interviews and concert videos. They have them get up there and self reflect about their whole existence as artists, musicians, and even as men, and the line where. They get called out where, like, the one guy gets called out, Adam, about a song they did later in their career based on a song they did off their first album. And he's like, well, aren't you just a hypocrite? And he says, well, I'd rather be a hypocrite than be the same person forever. And that that is, like, the most powerful line from the from the whole documentary to me. And, yeah, speaking of, like, their first album, it's very sexist very toxic masculinity but these guys were also like 18 19 17 years old i know i'm definitely not the same person i was at that age and i probably was a little bit of a jerk or a little bit more sexist than i am now i mean that 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 happens as you grow older as you mature as you know that like that's not cool that's not healthy this is how you should be and like owning up to your mistakes and i think that's really interesting and they've had an interesting career and i've always loved their sense of humor and their ability to poke fun at themselves and this documentary definitely shows that yeah and uh, i like that i mean i mean it's a documentary that goes through all the emotion that goes through comedy it goes through yeah even tragedy because they do mention there are parts of the band that have died to cancer uh and uh, yeah they, they the way they kind of handled that that was, it was very inspiring yeah it is a very fun documentary and it's definitely not presented the same way i've i've seen others uh fact it also it, yeah well it's uh, it, it's directed by spike jones yeah, so spike jones. he's followed their career i believe the entire time and then also he's the director of her and where the well, world and he are. directed a lot of their music videos as well especially right especially sabotage i mean that's how he got his career started as a music video director so yeah, mm-hmm. he's been heavily involved and known them for quite some time so it makes sense that he would do this documentary with them now there is one other thing because uh, it's interesting. This documentary actually comes out the same time because I don't mean to bring back up of you know whether or not we should you know still be mad at people. I mean, again, what what's what's worth telling people to be canceled over uh, you know cancel culture and everything? But 
there was a recent uh, news that came up because they they mentioned in this documentary they're one of their inspirations of what who they were trying to uh god what was the guy's name again or a guy that or or what you're talking about russell simmons yeah russell simmons so there there's like a hashtag going up with russell simmons about him sexually harassing some people so i don't know if people are going to react to this documentary and look at that and go oh why how why would you be inspired by that uh beastie boys uh again that i we i mean i don't know the the full situation of that in fact that's i I, yeah well they're just talking about his ability as a producer and a manager to get all these rap groups together like red dmc they weren't going into yeah it it wasn't what it wasn't what he was doing like physically it was what he was doing career yeah so um uh, yeah justin go ahead yeah you know i'm i grew up in the 90s so the beastie boys were on the radio for sure uh and i i was never a fan um i just the music of them just like screaming and stuff and the you know the rock i just I just never really even just dove into it. I never gave it a chance because I just it wasn't what I was listening Cody to. Cody hates you now. Um, <laughs> well, well, no, he can have his opinion. But I understand. I loved this documentary. This is exactly what a documentary should do: is enlighten you about somebody who you know who you don't know anything about, or more about if you do know them, like like Cody does. Um, but I, it was awesome. You know, they're on a stage and they're watching in a theater, like they're watching a movie of their life and then they're narrating over it. And uh, I thought it was really, really cool. I loved everything, even learning, you know, when they were kind of assholes and and dicks and treating people wrong. Like I, I, even though that was bad, I loved like hearing about it because you do see their growth and their progression as they are now. And um, I didn't know that one of them died. So I, that was interesting. And also, I, I don't know, maybe you know this, Cody, was the one who died, uh, obviously it was the one who had a lot of talent and, and wanted to learn things and, and travel and all that. So was he not as heavy into drugs and alcohol? Because they would say that he, they would get calls from him at like 6 a.m. Unless you're still awake from the night before, you would be dead ass asleep from being drugged up or, or, or drinking all night. Yeah, I mean, I'm not 100% sure his name was also Adam. I think it's Adam Yacht. Yeah. MCA. Yeah. Um, they always called him that, yeah. I don't know. Actually, I didn't know anything about them having drug and alcohol abuse, but I mean, a lot of artists do. But yeah, he was definitely the more creative of like writing the lyrics and trying to experiment more with like the different sounds and different types of music. And he wanted to learn more about. And and he be, he came up with the riff for Sabotage, right? Yeah, he came up with the bass riff. That and then, riff in it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was a really really good documentary. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I loved learning about it. And I it would I can now you know I'll I'll listen to Beastie Boys and give them a chance because like if you do listen to their words, it's actually some of it is you know makes sense and is i mean they did start out as a punk band but then they got into the hip-hop scene so that's how they became rappers yeah uh yeah and uh there it actually there were songs that i didn't even know that they did like brass monkey that that 
uh, well, when my sister did theater, they did like a live dance to Brass Monkey. Uh, so I mean, there's there's some songs that I I was new to, and then songs that I've heard. Uh, but I mean, it was the songs that took a backstage. It was really about them, and that's what yeah, I think absolutely. it should be. All of these biopics about uh, musicians, uh, and or at early just make it to where I'm like invested in these people and their lives uh, of what they going through or, you know, just in what makes them them. And you can look at this documentary, just be inspired by it. It's just kind of, it's a very, it's very fun. Uh, the, the, the two, they have a, a lot of fun uh, playing around with the audience. Uh, you know, they do a lot of j- jokes in the back. They even have like this little, when they, you know, they drop the S word. They, I mean, I'm, I don't curse. Sorry. The, you know, they're like holy, and then the uh, screen is, you know, doing all these noise uh, noises. So they're, it, it's a, it is. You're just kind of sitting there, just uh, almost like you're in the audience, just having fun watching this. Uh, and by the end, you you just have a good time with it. Uh, and yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I give it a high good stamp. Uh, I second that. Uh, high as a stamp as I can give. That would be a must-watch. I think you are a must For you, it's a must-watch. I can tell. You're and, already, you're uh, doing, yeah. look forward to this being on my list for our next episode. Of, oh, of yes, yes, because we'll be talking about top five movies so far of 2020. That's the episode where I'm hoping we get uh, Lisa, but I don't know yet. She's... <laughs> hopefully. Uh, but, um, no, I, I love Lisa, but, you know... Uh, it's, we'll, we'll see. Cody, what? You fell asleep right there. Like, what? <laughs> oh, what happened? <laughs> no. No, I get, I, I'll also give it a high good. I thought it was really good. Great. Yeah, I loved I loved it very much. Uh, definitely my favorite movie, what we watched uh, of this four. Um, also, real quick, the person that was saying that S word in there uh, was Bill Hader. He recorded oh, that to, oh, to drop okay. it into that movie. Yeah, I love, I love Bill Hader. He's yeah. done a lot. Did you know he's the voiceover in Scott Pilgrim too? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> he's the KO he's guy and like. Oh yeah, really? Just, he says the yeah. the pan the bow uh, the pals. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. All right. Well, uh, that's yeah. That's uh, well what we got here uh, for the show. Uh, I know Cody's got to get to work in twenty minutes, so we will wrap this up since we got through our films. Uh, so yeah, as as Cody just teased, next week uh, or not next week, next no, it's next the the week after next. Sorry, we are uh, going to be talking about uh, now. This is what I'm going to do. So in on uh, let's see, it's May. Uh, let me pull that the right date up. It's May 14th, I believe. I want to say May 14th or May 15th. Uh, whatever's Friday. No, that's May 15th. So May 15th is the release of Scoob. And that uh, is the big, next big movie that is, you know, skipping theaters and dropping straight to video. But is that the Scooby Doo movie? Yeah, the Scoob movie. Uh, Scoob. Oh, okay. Yeah, the animated. Sco- it's an animated. Yeah. yeah. So Scoob was supposed to release uh, actually on this day in theaters, but then they, for a moment, they switched it to October of 2020, and then they're like, "You know what? We saw how well uh, Trolls World Tour did, so we're gonna drop." Uh, scoob uh, on to home video uh, and so it's going to be on home video 
uh, May uh, 15th, you can either rent it for $20 or you can buy it for $20 or $25 uh, and keep it. That's, uh, I, now, I will review that because that is probably going to make a lot of money. That will be a big hit for sure. Uh, and I do have a history with the people who worked on Scoob. But for those who are not interested in Scoob, there is an alternative option because uh, we were, were we were going to review uh, how to build a grill, uh, and that was the one of the Sundance indie hits that uh, was that was going to go straight to video. It's going straight to video next week on on Friday. We're going <laughs> to wa- review it, you know, the week after. But since Scoob just came in, I'm going to focus on Scoob because both of those are twenty dollar rentals. So instead, I'll ask of you, like, which one of those two you want to choose. Uh, and if it turns out that one of you uh, watches uh, How to Build a Girl instead of Scoob, then you can take over for that. Otherwise, we'll just screw How to Build a Girl. Sorry. I, gu- I guess we're sexist. Uh, no, no, we're not. Uh, this is, yeah, hopefully you get Lisa back on uh, another time. If, if not this next show, another show. But uh, yeah, because I, I wanted to... Her to come in because she was really looking forward to how to build a girl and also to talk about top five favorites. And in addition to that, uh, we'll also talk about the special edition of Cats, uh, the butthole cut. <laughs> so that'll be the next crazy movie review. Uh, <laughs> so that will be a fun thing. But of course, the immediate next thing will be returning to Michael and Lauren, where we will talk about the Pierce Bronson. 007 movies that is GoldenEye Tomorrow Never Dies and World Is Not Enough and then we'll also talk about Fraggle Rock uh, Rock On and uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 7 you guys Uh, aren't tackling Die Another Day uh, well I think I'm going to review that by my I'm going to probably I might write a review on that but I'm I'm not going to include that in the show because we that's already a lot of content uh, that's true but I mean that that movie is so bad it it, it rivals all i'll i'll tell you uh i did not like tomorrow never dies uh i will oh, talk about it in my, my review but i'll i'll say that uh i've seen two out of the three uh pierce bronson movies we're going to talk about uh tomorrow never dies i i might rev- you know what i might talk about uh uh the other one but uh i mean that that uh, Originally, that's what I what I had planned. So we'll, we'll see. But uh, yeah, that's gonna be on next show. But yeah, and uh, I've got to figure out how I do a calendar so I can show other people what the schedule is. Cause I even uh, invite you guys to uh, you know I actually have plans for things all the way to the end of June. Cause you know by then we have no idea what's gonna happen to movies. Cause uh, <laughs> you know people are betting things to be ready and back to normal by July. I, I don't know, but by ten, yeah, ten that's still, the first wide release. Del- what? Yeah, they're still holding on to that release date for whatever reason. Uh, well, not just that, but Mulan is Mulan is the week uh, after on July, so yeah. we'll just have to see what happens. So uh, until then, we still got things coming up. But anyway, uh, let's go ahead and hit the hay for today, and uh, you can find me pondspress.wordspress.com or at. ChasePond64 on Twitter, uh, Pondspress on Facebook and on Instagram, and uh, philox76 at gmail.com, P-H-I-L-O-K-76 at gmail.com. Cody. 
You can find me at FilmNerd85 on Twitter and Letterboxd, and you can find me at Cody's Film Page on Facebook. Okay, Justin. Worthy View Movies on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, and Worthy View Movie on Twitter. Okay, we had a great time, but it is time to go. Yeah, this is yeah, a good episode. Yeah, anyway, I enjoyed uh, it. See you next time, guys. See ya.